Everybody get up, it's time to slam now. We got a real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Here's your chance, do your dance at the Space Jam. Alright. What is up, Big Rig Nation? We are the Big Rigs. It is February 27th, 2023. What is up? Big Reg Nation. We are back. It is February 27th. Pete was just doing a little pre-intros, trying to take my job in the pre, pre-show pre meeting. Uh, Pete, you want to give a little shot? Do it for the listeners? What's up, Big Rig Nation? We are the Big Rigs. Yeah, pretty good, Dean. What do you think? Not bad. Not Shows bad. potential. Potential hey, for job Monday. Security, job security is not tight for you right now. No, like, keep me up. sharp. Keep me sharp. I want someone to look over my shoulder. I like that. Uh, Welcome back. It is a Monday, rare Monday episode, but the boys were fired up. Had some time in our schedules. Uh, Boys, I just got finished watching Outer Banks over the weekend. Pretty, It's a good show. Good show. Dean? I don't don't think Dean has an Outer Banks guy. Yeah. I don't know, but Dean could kind of fit in the show, though. But yeah, I don't think he would watch it. He would just be part of be part of the pokes. Now nah, he got to admit be a coup. I only I only watched season 1. I only what watched happened? season 1. I mean, that was a that was a different relationship ago. Oh. That was the only reason I watched it. Oh, it's like a relationship. I have had those where you are like, "Oh, I can't." Yeah, you can't. Yeah. 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 I I see Dean as more of like a Dexter guy, you know? Like serial killer type show. <laughs> no. No, no. Like a Dexter know. guy or Dexter show guy? Dexter, <laughs> Dexter show guy. Okay. I just wanted to clarify yeah. for the listeners. Um, no. Don't get me confused with Giancarlo. I'm not a Dexter guy. Oh. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to Yankee social media here in a little bit. But, boys, let's start off with maybe a little taste of March Madness because it was some February Madness over the weekend. We had a lot of college basketball. Going on, quite a few crazy games. Uh, we had Iowa-Michigan State, which is an insane comeback. Michigan-Wisconsin yesterday. Um, and then another game, uh, Purdue-Indiana. Uh, we're actually going to have a guest on here in just a little bit to talk a little bit Purdue-IU. Um, but, boys, what did you think of the weekend? Are you getting excited for March Madness? Was this maybe just a little precursor into what is to come? or Maybe not. Dean, what do you think? A precursor of what is to come. I think many would say that the game for Purdue was a precursor of what's to come. But are we uh, jumping I mean, into Purdue right away? Or I mean we I mean I mean I know we when, have, I know we have a lot of thoughts. I yeah. we're right. about to have some take quakes. So 30 minutes on Purdue again. Yeah, that's no relax. Just, relax, Pete. Just, relax. Uh, we're early in the show. Let's just let's just start off with this this tournament's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Yep. I know we've said it in the last episodes, the previous episodes, but man, like there is just not a clear cut best two or three teams in the country. Like there's just so much. I mean, Alabama should have lost to Arkansas. Um, obviously, Houston. They didn't. You know, they played East Carolina. No, no news there. They still look good, but outside of Houston, I would say there's just so much movement in the top ten. And nobody looks like they're going to run away with anything. Um, I think every every single bracket that comes out that we're going to see, all four regions are just going to be a cluster. Like 
this bracket's going to be so hard to fill out. And, you know, like those years where it's just like, oh, everyone's got Gonzaga winning it all, or everyone's got Gonzaga in the finals, or Kentucky or Kansas. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be like that this year. Like, which we like, right? Like, I think, not, I think we like, but it's also, we got the just causes so much mayhem when it comes, comes to bracket time. And it's going to be a great tournament, I think. I think the first, I think the first weekend's just going to be insane. Yeah. Yeah. Dean, what do you think? I agree. I think I could see Houston being the trendy pick. Um, just because, I mean, they've, you know, they'll have like kind of the best record and a lot of the models are favoring them. But I agree, man. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be an insane March. Uh, I kind of wish we didn't have <laughs> an emotional investment because otherwise it's, it'd be phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. No, we definitely have an emotional investment. Um, speaking of that emotional investment, our guest just hopped in the room. We'll get to him in just a second, but uh, Dean, one thing on Houston, um, everyone's saying they're the new Gonzaga that they really haven't played anyone. They don't, everyone doesn't really know how good they are. Do we see any similarities to that Dean? They just play in kind of a, you know, a bad conference. And I mean, people are forgetting that Houston's made deep tournament runs the last few years. They were in the final four, uh, two so years Gonzaga. ago. So is Gonzaga. Yeah. So I mean, but yeah, you're saying the Gonzaga comparison is if it's a bad thing, I think they have, well, I mean, they, they've had a lot of, a lot of success. They've, when it's mattered, they've beaten a lot of, you know, the best teams. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I think it's deserved. And I mean, they have the talent on the team for sure. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Well, team I think is just a total fraud that's just been lingering in the top 10 all season is Virginia. Like, I just don't see it. I mean, I know that it might be some recency bias here saying, hey, they suck because they've lost the last two games, but they haven't been blowing teams out. They've been competitive or bad teams have been competitive against them. And they're still, I know they're going to drop from the six, six seed right now, but. And I just don't see it. Like they're gonna they're gonna end up with the top three or four seed in the tournament. And I, I could see them being like one of those massive upsets in the first two rounds. You're putting the the F label on them, Pete, already? Big ol' F. Wow. Upset. Okay. okay. Um, well, how about this, fellas? Let's take a break. Um, Dean, I don't know if we have any new sponsors. If we do, uh, make sure to plug those in and we'll take a break and get right back on the other side of this. Uh, with our guest. The High Life is tired of a bunch of super fly overpaid athletes getting all the sponsorships. So we're sponsoring real folks instead. D'Angelo Billy. What's happening? Miller High Life wants to be the official beer youth. Here's your contract. Oh, that's cool. Ricky Wilcox. Miller High Life wants to be the official beer you and your vehicle modification scheme. Got three more miles a gallon. Thanks for living the High Life bubble. <laughs> oh, no. Get sponsored at MillerHighLife.com. Come on, man. All right, we're back. Thank you for that ad, Dean, that ad plug. Um, all right, so here we're, we're back with, uh, we'll call it a Purdue insider, a Purdue lifelong fan, and I know everyone's rolling their eyes at home saying you always talk Purdue, but I think this is an optimal time, maybe a crossroads, really, on what we've seen with Purdue this season. So uh, joining the big rig arena is Mitchell Daruki from South Bend, Indiana. Mitchell, How we doing, big rig what, nation? What's going on? How's it feel? And let me say this. 
Feels good. Avid listener of the podcast. First time, uh, first time hit with you guys. First of many. First time caller, long time listener. Let's go. Really, from day one, uh, I remember dropping the idea at a a wedding, Mike's wedding back in November, and here we are. Um, So, Mitch, let me set the stage for everyone real quick, right? You have two fans, right? Me and Dean that are. We'll call ourselves realistic realists. Dean's probably more of a realist mixed with maybe a little, you know, cloud over him when it comes to Purdue athletics. And Mitchell, I think, is always he's a realist, but can always see the light at the end of the tunnel. Loves Purdue more than just about anyone I, I know. So, Mitch, obviously we saw the game on Saturday. Big Ten Championship trophy was in the building. We're against IU. We've already gotten beat by them once national television uh let me start with this what is the state of purdue basketball and uh maybe some takeaways from the game on saturday night well we can start with the game i mean the game sucked like you play your rival twice a year once protected home and home now so getting to play indiana is always everyone circles it on their calendar and with the recent history of the past 15 years, I mean, it's pretty big. It's, it's been a pretty one-sided rivalry on, from, a, from a Purdue wins perspective. So to kind of have that turn this year and get swept, guys, the last time we got swept by IU, we were students, 2013. Ten years. Yeah, a long time ago. Time. Yep. That is a long, long time. time. Yep. That's right. So yep. after what happened in Bloomington a few weeks ago, I mean, everyone kind of expected that. IU is always going to be juiced up when we go in there. But for them to come into Mackey and do what they did, uh, I don't know. if yeah, Dean, I don't even think you, being the most realist, would have <laughs> expected that. No. Did you? No. I, I no. appreciate you guys emphasizing that, that I'm a realist. But, no, yeah. I, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. I, think I, I mean, we got, of... kind of, we got our kind of our ass kicked. Yeah. So hand up, I was kind of watching out of the corner of my eye some family stuff this this Saturday night. So the first half I was kind of watching while we were out with my family, just corner of the eye. Everything looked fine. I think we were up, what, four or five at halftime? Um, so I get home, ready to lock in, put the kids to bed, and then it was just an avalanche. And, at, like, Hood Shafino, did he miss a mid-range jumper the whole second half? No. That kid is going to be a thorn in our side for the next few years. I don't know what his pro prospects are, but, I mean, good Lord. It's just – it's shocking to see Indiana come into Mackey and do that. Um, but, hey, it's – so going from just the game, it sucked, whatever, Purdue fans, emotional, that whole thing. Stepping back, I, I don't think the program is in as dire of a position as what – I saw on some of my timelines Saturday night and yesterday. I mean, Purdue Twitter was, but it was, it was absurd. It was, it was terrible. But I mean, you chalk that up to the emotion of IU coming in there and kicking the crap out of us, which none of us have seen like 10 years since they've come into Mackey and done that. So just stepping back, the, the state of the program is, I mean, we're way ahead of schedule from where this roster was expected to be at the beginning of the year, but yeah, the way Mitch, they played. Point, the first, ahead, of, ahead of schedule on the, the, the 60 year schedule. 
The si- oh, Pete, here we go. <laughs> Ahead no, of schedule. But, uh, at what point to, to get to get a Big Ten shit. Sorry, go ahead. Go uh, ahead. No, no. Sorry, Mitch. I'm, I'm, Pete's giving me a little fire. But he's right. At what point can we stop being like, all right, like we were ahead of schedule maybe in November? I mean, did anyone team... expect a Big Ten championship this year? No. no. But I love, I love this because Purdue people three weeks ago, best team in the country, number one, three weeks in a row. And now we're now we're ahead of schedule. Here comes the, the excuses. I, okay. I don't know. Yes. You can look at Twitter and that's what you get. But as I never said that, I, Ryan, at the Big Ten Championship game in Indianapolis, yep. Yep. me, you, and Jared went through the schedule and we said we ended up around like six that or was seven football, losses. Big Ten football championship. Pete, Sorry, just Big Ten remind, football championship. No, just remind when Pete Purdue, that, when yeah, Purdue, Purdue was on fire. School. Purdue the yeah, football school. Yeah. And I told you, I told you, I said, there's going to be a stretch where this team loses three or four, four or five. And I thought it was going to happen in early January, kind of when the freshmen hit their wall. And the the more concerning part is that it's happening now, like that March is right around the corner and they're regressing back to kind of what we thought they would be. So that's kind of the concerning part of this, this season. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they, they should win one of the next two, be the number one seed going to Chicago and we'll see what happens. But I mean, does Lenardi? Are we still a one seed for Lenardi? I haven't even looked at the. Dean, can uh, you can you uh, can you drop a we are who we thought they were in here? Yeah, a little drop. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bull? We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let him off the hook. Hey, hey, a couple weeks ago, I remember Ryan Ryan saying, um, "Big Ten championship doesn't. We don't care about that. It's all about the NCAA tournament." What, what's your thoughts on that, Mitch? I mean, they're two completely different things. Like, agreed, agreed. To but... win a to, to win a Big Ten title is very difficult, and you have to be a very good team throughout the entirety of the season to make that happen. The NCAA tournament is it's a crapshoot. You have to go on matchups, and Purdue. Purdue definitely has an issue in the tournament. Like it, I don't know why they just can't like get lucky, like and have a bracket bust. Uh, I guess they did have the bracket bust, and they still lost last year. Like, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know what excuses. I don't know what that roadblock is. Like, I mean, yeah, you could say it's Matt Painter, but I, I don't know if I don't know if we should be having that discussion. So, so Mitch, what's what's the uh, what needs to happen for Purdue to to get to the Final Four this year? Um, Brackets come out Selection Sunday, right? You look at you look I mean, at the bracket. What's the what what needs to happen in the on I mean, Selection you, Sunday for for you guys to make a run? I mean, it's going to depend on the matchups, and everything is so fluid right now. Like, obviously, some of these other some of these teams that are been hanging around the top five, top 10 this year. Like they're good teams, but I don't, I don't know if there's anyone that Purdue can't beat if they're playing the way that they can play. And what's going to happen is teams are going to like in the non-con Purdue has an advantage because no one knows how to guard Zach Eady or Isaac Haas or any of the slew of big men, but all the big 10 teams have kind of got a formula and we obviously just need to stay away from a pressing team because that has reared its head up again. I thought we were past that. And Dean, what 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 have you seen from uh, old Matt Painter on his press break this year? I mean, just the the same same stuff, yeah. man. It's frustrating. Like, 
and like I noticed it, especially in IU's, like we're seeing teams that are really now pressuring not just like press, but like pressuring us in the half court as well to make the passes to Edie uncomfortable. And yeah, I don't know. It's just like the personnel changes and yet the issue stays there. And so that's, that's gotta be like the frustrating thing. It's like, no, that's gotta be a coaching thing at that point for me. I mean, I, I think we should be all right getting out of the first weekend just with Zach Edie in, in the middle and hopefully being able to hit enough shots. Like, the shooting has really regressed over the past two or three weeks. So, All right, Mitch, Mitch. Uh, Ryan made some comments last week. I'm getting out my notebook here. Okay. Um, Peter, I mean, are you just going to – Pete's like a, a, a reporter. I mean, I can speak for myself too, Pete. I don't know. These are the things that you said that need to happen for Purdue to. Okay, before we get to that, you, that's fine. Right. You can get to. No, that, but Mitch, oh yeah, no, I want to hear this, Pete. I, I, I want to go. Through no, this well, thing. one thing, Mitch. Right, La- like the whole season, I've been like, like as a Purdue fan, Mitch, you know it better than anybody. Like every single year, right? We've had team, really, really good teams, really, really good teams for a long time, and then we just like in the back of your mind, you're like, I've seen this before. I've seen how this movie ends. I know what's going to happen, right? If, but usually we don't, our hope is really at its highest in February and March because painter teams typically are extremely solid in February and, you know, finishing out the season. This is not the case this year. But with that being said, like, I felt like this team has been different. Like, this team is different. Like, they're winning the, the games that we normally have lost in the past. So, like, that feeling of, you know, this train wreck is is just, you know, a month away in March. Like, I didn't have that. I'm like this, you know, and with, with, uh, you know, there being no blue bloods or any, I'm like, this is our year. There's no excuses. Right. I have that. That feeling's coming back. I think that feeling's coming back to a lot of people. They're like, kind of with like, (laughs) we get our whole, it's like, you know, the diagram of getting my hopes up or winning a few games, getting my hopes up, you know, you know, rinse and repeat. So, what do you how do you feel about it, Mitch? Do you have that feeling that I have? And again, I'm a I'm a, I've been the most optimistic Purdue fan there ever has been. Um, but I I'm I'm nervous to turn on that first game, that maybe that second game. Like I'm I'm nervous. I I mean, I know exactly that feeling that you're talking about, and it's crept back in over the past few yeah. weeks. And it's yeah. like it it definitely makes you wonder like how we're going to be feeling like these next two weeks with the games at Wisconsin and then Illinois to close it out. Like, I think those games are going to tell you a lot about where this program is going to be going into March. Um, Obviously the big 10 tournament in Chicago is big, but like you win one there. I think you're, you're fine. Like if you lose in the semis, whatever, but you're right. Like none of us are going to feel good going into that second game of the NCAA tournament. Like, yeah. I think we had tech, that was the Texas game last year and we were all scared. Like we were all scared shitless for that game. Yeah. We played wrong. I mean, like I just going through my mind, like if, if let's say we hold on and get a one and then we have like Kentucky staring us down in the second round, like, uh, just got goosebumps. Th- yeah. That's the that nightmare nightmare. We're going to be like, Oh, we're going to be underdogs. Yeah. And like Pete, back to your question about what needs to happen. I mean, if you have a scenario Whoa. like that, like, like, 
Purdue's probably going to lose that game. Like they're, they're not ready to compete with like that. These fast paced athletic like, teams. Yeah, how, do, how do we go from like three weeks ago being the best team in the country to now not being able to compete with a uh, uh, eight seed Kentucky? Okay. I'm not talking about eight seed Kentucky. I'm talking about the press athletic long teams that Purdue has struggled with the Texas, like Texas last year in the second round. Like, and the reason why that can shift is because they put more data points. Like nobody was pressing Purdue up till up until two or three weeks ago. Yeah, like they hadn't done it, and now everyone's kind of gotten it. the The strategy against Purdue earlier in the year was throw a bunch of different looks at Zach Eady, and that that worked. It slowed him down a little bit, but it didn't cause Purdue to lose games. And as soon as the team started ratcheting up the pressure, both full court and like Dean said in the half court, it's been a completely different. Completely different offensive set when they get into their half court. So, so on, on Ryan's short list of what needs to happen, can you just tell, tell me what, what's yeah, the most me. important thing out of these four? It was you need a good draw, no football stadiums, the refs need to be on your side, and it can't be within 300 miles of the home team. He, so, I, no, you're, you're misquoting me. I said the refs have to be able to officiate Zach Eady. I wrote it down. Those are the four things. So out of those Dean, four, Dean, I'm gonna Dean, go. what did I, Dean, what did I say? I mean, okay, so yeah, rank yeah. rank those, Mitchell. Rank rank those in importance to you. I think I I think the the officiating is is a little un, like that's going to play a huge part on how far Purdue goes because Big Ten refs let Thank a you. lot of things go with Zach Eady that were getting called throughout all of Purdue's non conference tournaments in the beginning of this season. So. If you can get a uh, just just a decent whistle with Edie in the tournament, because these refs are not going to see what they're going to see with Zach Edie, then I think that's going to go a long way in helping us advance. But I mean, it's got to be the draw. Like the draw has to be has to be good. But then uh, again, you go back to last year. You had you had the busted the busted bracket scenario, and you still couldn't get it done. So maybe we just need all blue bloods all the way through, and we'll just go murderers row and try to figure it out. But yeah, it's yeah, well, maybe, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough sledding. Outside yeah. of Purdue, um, total college basketball. What uh, what teams do you think are are the biggest forces to be reckoned with? I mean, right now, I think it's got to be Alabama, right? Like they look they look as good as anyone in the country. So. Houston, I don't know, Dean. I think you guys were talking about them a little bit when I hopped on, but yeah. they've made run like they can make a run. They've been in a Final Four recently, so um, I know we've said this a bunch, a, a lot of years, but there really is no dominant team this year. So I think March is going to be fun. No, no one's talking about Kansas. Yeah, they're just hanging Kansas out, good, defending national national champion. Yeah, they're yeah. good. I'm not sold on Kansas at all. Like this doesn't—it doesn't feel like one of their better teams. Like they—they they don't pass the eye test for me. Like, yeah, this feels like a first weekend loss for Kansas. I mean, like I think Jalen Wilson, like he's good, but he's uh, the games I watch, he ends up being like very inefficient, and he takes a whole bunch of shots for them. And I just, uh, like I said, they just don't pass the eye test. This feels like a Bill Self masterclass out in the first weekend year for Kansas for me. I, I'm not buying them at all. Well, all right. Pete, did you write that down? Yep. No, I got it. Kansas out first round. Dean, check. First Wait. weekend. 
D uh, Pete, what were the other two on Ryan's list? No football stadium, and then with can't, not with can't, can't be you can't play within three hundred miles of your opponent's home stadium. Okay. Ah, uh, I, I don't think neither either of those really matter. I think it's going to come down to the draw on officiating. Remember when we played Kansas in two thousand? I mean, 13? Yeah, Rob's I last mean, game. It, if, if that City. game was remotely competitive, then maybe, yeah, but we just got blown out of it. We were leaning at half. Were we? Yeah. yeah. We were leaning at half. Yeah, then they didn't miss a three. And then the they made half. like yeah. 53s in the second half. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, that, that that's fair. But, I mean, what a, the sites are Louisville, Kansas City. I want, Vegas I want, I'd rather Vegas be the two. Europe. I'd rather be the two in Louisville. We said this than, last year. I like, and go, then go out to like Vegas. You yeah. might not have a choice whether you're the two or not. <laughs> Good point. Um, Good point, Pete. But when, yeah, anyway. All right, Mitch, last couple. Is IU good? Maybe that's like, I'm spin zoning this and be like, maybe IU's pretty good. I mean, the, the, the narrative with them has been all year. They can play well at Assembly Hall and then they go outside and they can't, they can't win a big game. But they just proved that wrong. So, I don't know. I, I, I mean, they're yes. I use good. They've been a top twenty-five team here for the past few weeks, and they've beaten Purdue twice. So, yeah. I mean, credit where it's due. They figured it out, and Trice Jackson Davis is is phenomenal. Um, and Hood Shafino has found his own later yep. as the season's gone on. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're good. I, I want them again in Chicago. So hopefully Ooh, we cool. get that. Um. All right. And then last question, Mitchell. And I want an honest answer where how does this season end does it end in houston does it end in one of those four cities does it end before that i mean as we're at right now february 27th how does this thing end for purdue heart or head heart Final four. I, head head is head is sweet 16 Man, that'll be a disappointing season. Yeah, I, I I'm, I'm, it's, what, it's like what you talked about earlier, Ryan. Like it, the, the the train is coming, and I we've never been proven wrong. I mean, the Carson Edwards year was a nice surprise, and we probably should have went to the Final Four, but we definitely should win. Again, we we had there was a lot of things that went on in like that Tennessee game, the game before that we kind of gloss over to get to that point. But like again, we just need need a good draw. Fair whistle and a sprinkle of luck, and I think we'll get there. Yeah. Well, the good news is you guys are ahead of schedule, so hopefully next year. Yeah. Mitchell, actually, one last question. If we do make it to the Final Four, maybe the National Championship, what do we say to the haters? Maybe one of my co-hosts. What, what would you say to them? I, I need time to think about that. I, I got Do we take the hike around? or? Hey, people yeah. Forget. I mean. People, people forget. I said Purdue's going to the Final Four. Don't forget that. Dean? You did? I didn't write that down, so. I, yeah. <laughs> Run the tape. Uh, <laughs> Run the tape. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know, Pete. I said, well, maybe I said I'm rooting for you. To get Dean, yeah. as the true realist, what, what, where are you at? Like, what do you think how, for this season as we sit here today on oh, February 27th? Our, uh, head? Oh, head says Elite Eight. Elite Eight? Okay. Yeah. I mean, are, is 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 this season really just Final Four bust? Like it's a failure if you if we don't get there. Is that are we? Are, I'm assuming we're there. Like we've been there, but I don't, I don't know. Like I don't know. Like, 
I think if you're the number one team in the country for multiple yeah. weeks in the middle of the season, okay. you, your goal should be Final Four or bust. But that's me speaking from an outsider to you. Yeah. I mean, that's. I think I said that on the on the pod a couple of weeks ago, and I I still stand. He said that. Final Four or bust. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, so, this okay. Yeah. Yeah. See that that that's where I get a little more rosy. I'm like, yeah, if this team doesn't make it to the Final Four, I don't think it's all is lost in this season, but. Do you think Edie comes back? I don't know. I'm not as plugged into like the NBA draft process and like the scouting and all and all that. But I mean, I think uh, we should have a pretty good shot for him coming back. I don't know. What, what's your take on that, Dean? So I mean, I think it's going to come down to what he gets from NIL because he's going to if he gets drafted, he'll be a late second round pick, right? He and might not, not get drafted though if he doesn't go yeah. now. Like his stock's never going to be higher. Well, his stock's net isn't isn't going to be lower unless like his yeah. leg falls off or some shit. But that's why I mentioned the nil stuff because if he's still getting some like compensation to come back, then I don't think it's Dean Dean's in for five k. Yeah, for the collective. <laughs> God damn, I'm, I'm in for five bucks. <laughs> Thank you for your support, Pete. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, Hi, I Mitchell. mean, any any parting words? No, not really. I think we've we've covered the state of Purdue basketball pretty well. So, yeah. thanks for so having Pete, me on. Pete, that wasn't too bad. Yeah, you know, it's we'll just name it the Purdue's Big Rigs on the uh, <laughs> when I when we update our logo, we'll just put. I mean, it's the most fascinating. Purdue team. on the it bus. Really, is that. the most fascinating team in college basketball. I mean, it's it's not. It's you're talking from three Purdue alumni. You're you're of course you're gonna say. It's like it's kind of like the Cubs, right? The Cubs got close. They had never won anything. They should win it. It's a fascinating story. No one's fascinating about it. We're talking about the Cubs for like a hundred years. I know it's kind of like Purdue, Mitchell. Any any correlation? Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the things that I saw a while back was correlating this Purdue team to the Virginia team that won it all when they lost to the uh, 16 seed the year before. So St. Peter's lost. Hopefully, uh, doesn't come back and rear its head up. But I agree. All right. Well, Mitchell, always a pleasure, my man. Um, thanks, Mitch. We'll stay yeah. close to you. Um, Mitchell's had a newborn, so thanks for joining us. Wishing the best to you and your family, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Yep. Thank you. See ya. All right. We will be right back after another word. Being two from our local partnerships. That's not tough enough to stop athletes' foot. Hit that with boom. Tough acting, Tanakin. Tanakin's the only one proven to prevent athletes' foot. Lamisil can't say that. Get boom. Tough acting, Tanakin. All right, boys, we're back. That was uh, that. That was a good interview. I know Pete doesn't like talk extensively about Purdue, but. I thought it was a thorough, unbiased, insightful guest. Absolutely. Appreciate you jumping on, Mitch. Yeah, thanks, Mitchell. Yep. Big fan of the pod. Appreciate the support, Mitch. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll cover some more basketball in the next coming weeks. But, boys, with that being said, we got some little QB carousel talk. Little, uh, I was just watching Coward. 
this morning a little bit more talk about the the Bears draft pick. Looks like they're going to trade out of number one or a little bit of smoke and mirrors. Who knows? Um, but who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? A lot of teams need still need some quarterbacks. Derek Carr. Um, I guess the Jets still need a quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is out of his darkness retreat. So we can go any direction here. Who's got I, I thoughts? Think we, I think we do this. I think we do. Listen, let's let's line out the teams that need a quarterback, and let's collectively decide on who we think is going to be the quarterback next year for those teams, for said teams. What do you guys think about that? Sure. All you right. got your pen and paper out, Pete. I got the, I got this one up. Pete's always got his pen and paper. Always got. I mean, he's going to run out of ink soon, man. Yeah. I got backup pens. Backup pens, backup paper. Um, <laughs> all right, so the Colts need a quarterback. Texans. Jets, pa- Saints. Jets, Saints, Panthers. Sounds like the Commanders are sticking with Sam Howell. Potentially the Titans. The Raiders. So yeah. those that's a good start. Let's let's knock off the Texans, I would say. They're going to draft a quarterback. Yeah. Right? So I, yeah. let's let's start with the Panthers. I think the Panthers, uh, I think it's an intriguing story. I think they're in the Derek Carr sweepstakes, potentially. They could go draft a quarterback, but what do you guys, where do you guys think Panthers land with QB next year? I'm going to go ahead and say I'm. I, they're my sleeper pick to trade up in the draft for a quarterback. They have a new, new coach, Frank Reich. And, I mean, he's just came from a situation in Indy where he didn't have the opportunity to draft a quarterback. Like, he went through the carousel. I mean, after Andrew Luck retired, he went through the veteran quarterback carousel. So And, obviously, it ended poorly. So... I, I, they're kind of my sleeper team to, to have kind of like a huge trade to move up in the draft and take uh, CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. So I'm going to say CJ Stroud's quarterback for the Panthers. So who do we think? Uh, I mean, I think this is going to knock off a lot of the list, right? Like, who, do, what, what are the Bears going to do? I know we talked about it last week. There's obviously the potential they trade out of that pick and draft, get a, get a haul for the first overall pick and draft a bunch of needs, which they have a bunch of needs and keep Justin Fields or, do they trade Justin Fields to one of the many teams we just mentioned and take Bryce Young and still get a haul for Justin Fields? So what are you guys? I mean, I think they, I don't know. I think they should stick with Justin Fields. I think they'll stick with Justin Fields. And from talking to uh, some of our Bear listeners, I think they're going to stick with Fields. He's got the connection with, with the city. And I think that that's important. But I've... Everyone's assuming they're going to trade down with the Colts. I think their their pathway to getting this like war chest of picks is going to come from trading down to like nine or, or twelve or like that's where you're you going to start trade getting down a like times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because the Colts, I, I'm I'm just not sure the Bears may really care about getting Will Anderson or or Jalen Carter because honestly, their needs are getting weapons for Justin Fields. So, and I was, what? And an offensive line. Yeah, and I mean Carter and Anderson are great defensive players, but I think I, I just don't see the Bears getting this massive trade haul from the Colts just to move down three spots. 
I think you start getting multiple first round picks from teams if you're willing to move down to like nine or eleven and maybe take like Smith and Jigba or whoever the best wide receiver is and then start accumulating a whole bunch of picks. I'm just I'm just not sold that they want Carter or Anderson. All right. So we think the Bears stick with Justin Fields. Yes. Not trading back, take another quarterback. We would let's just say Panthers or Colts are drafting. They're all drafting quarterbacks, let's just assume. Okay. So Saints. Obviously, they've met with Derek Carr as well. I think it's a good situation. I think it's an easy division indoors. Derek Carr's never won a game under 45 degrees. I read somewhere. 0-1-5. Not a a lot of games, but I mean, small sample size. But feels like it makes sense if they can get the contract worked out, right? I think I think there makes sense. The Saints for Derek Carr. I also think the Buccaneers makes sense. Yeah. Same division, easy division, and both teams have weapons. I mean, you look with the Saints. You got Kamara. You got Olave. Still got Michael Thomas. He's healthy. Bucks still have Mike Evans, Godwin. I don't know what's going to happen with Fournette, but I feel like both both pretty good situations for Carr, and they'll probably overpay for him. So, okay, so I got a question. This is the what happens. So he's owed like forty, or his contract was like for forty something million this year, and the and the Raiders released him. Are these off the hook with that money? I think they're off the hook. And he's just like a free agent now. Yeah. That's crazy. If, if they traded him, the contract would have held. But and from what I read, in his mind, he was going to be able to sign that same amount of money just because the market team gone, he wanted to be on up. Team he wants to be on, and they don't want to give away all their first round draft picks. So he's can be surrounded mm. by weapons, and he can. Yeah. It's basically like an extension for him, right? Like, what do you have? Two or three years left on that deal, and now yeah. he's going to have a fresh five year deal, paying close to, if not the same amount of money. Yeah, so it ends up being a pretty good gig for him and stupid move by the Raiders to basically bench and declare that you're trying to that you're giving up on a guy who has a no trade clause. <laughs> like, basically, at that point, everyone's like, All right, we'll just wait for you to cut him and then we'll sign him instead of giving you anything for him. So, yeah, just yeah, kind of crazy. Pretty. Yeah, all right, what do we think? Uh, what do we think the Jets are going to do? Do we think they actually have a chance for Aaron Rodgers? Is Aaron Rodgers coming out of his dark hole and just going to go back to Green Bay? I don't think he retires. I'll be clear. Because for one reason, he doesn't want to give his Hall of Fame speech on the same day as Tom Brady. The only reason I think. Or, or the or the $60 million. It could be either one. Yeah. I don't, yeah. The, guy's, the guy's weird, man. I don't, I don't think. I, I think, think he's he, weird, but. You gotta be pretty weird to turn on sixty million and play one season of football. I mean, if anyone would do it, it'd be Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I agree. I, would you guys do the darkness retreat? Did you get, could you guys do four days? He didn't even do four days. I think he did really? two and a half, and he he ended early. Really? Yeah. Like what was that? You just like in like a room with like no phone, no light, no nothing for two and a half days. Or what? Yeah, it's just we should all do that. I think you have a we bed do. and everything, but I don't. I just think you're kind of locked in a room with your thoughts. Interesting. Sounds like another Wednesday for Dean. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> shit. 
<laughs> you turn that lamp off behind you, man. It might as well be the yeah, Dean's. I know. Yeah, Dean's like, wait, you guys don't do that every week? Yeah, yeah wait. That, that's a that's a retreat. Mark that down as a funny one for Pete. Yeah, that that, that was a good one. We'll take we'll take anything we can get. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I got ESPN here's, pulled up right. Yeah, here's what I think the Jets. Here's got to be the list priority. You got to try to go get Aaron Rodgers because you're in a win now mode. You don't get Aaron Rodgers. I think you try to trade for Lamar Jackson, depending on what happens there. That's your one, two. Uh, I would say three would be this Justin Fields. At least look into it. Sounds like he's probably not going anywhere. Four would be Derek Carr. Five, Jimmy G. I think that that's the order they got to go in. But tricky because all pretty good options. I mean, you wait too long, and yeah. some of these guys might be off the board, right? So they're. I think what Derek Carr is doing strategically is waiting to see where Aaron Rodgers goes. Because then he has all the leverage. He's like, if Aaron Rodgers goes back to Green Bay, then all of a sudden the Jets might or <laughs> might be willing to pay more than they were yesterday to get yeah. there yeah. in the room. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? I'm gonna make a prediction. Jets quarterback next year, Derek Carr. Yeah, you have not, not my first pick, but he's. I like Derek. I'm a Derek Carr guy. Yeah, I don't think anyone hates Derek Carr, honestly. Uh, I, think I think people think well, like... he's kind of corny, and which he's got a little of that, but I think the a lot dudes of people feel, feel bad for him. Yeah. yeah. Does he does he have that that it factor though to go win a super? Like, does he make the Jets a Super Bowl contender? I think he does, dude. With that defense, yeah. I I don't think so. I think he makes them a playoff team, but I mean, Super Bowl team means like Mahomes, Allen, Burrow level. Car, Car would need to prove to me that he can that he can beat those guys. Yeah, that's that's a good I, point, Dean. I, I would have taken him on the Colts though because playoffs gives you a chance, but I think he's a tier below kind of where you need to be for Super Bowl contender. Where do you guys Where do you guys think Jimmy G ends up going? I think that's like no one's talking about Jimmy G, Super Bowl quarterback. I know he gets hurt a lot, but very serviceable for a lot of teams. I think I think he's he's going to go to like a, a win now team, not one of these Panthers Colts scenarios. But I could see him like ending up in Tampa or ending up in New Orleans. If yeah, you know, I was just saying Tampa New Orleans. Yeah, I was going to say NOLA, Yeah, or maybe Vegas. I don't know. Like the Josh McDaniels, Jimmy G oh, tie. Jimmy G in Vegas. Oh, that just sounds too perfect. Jimmy He'd probably get in some Vegas. trouble out there. Yeah, he yeah. probably want to keep away from Vegas. Yeah. Be interesting, um, interesting though, boys. Yeah. Any other Pete? I don't know. I'm just the Jets need to figure this out. We can't go. We can't go into the season with Zach Wilson. I know it, it's a NFL conversation, but as a as a Jets fan, man, it's uh. He just turned this into a, a Jets segment. I, I mean, they're they're probably the. I would say. They're the probably the most quarterback needy team right now. Yeah, ready, ready to win. Maybe them or Vegas. Yeah, I mean, I think they're, I think they're definitely about Vegas in terms of win now. I mean, Vegas has Devontae. I, the Jets' defense is better, but I mean, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs. I also, I mean, Garrett Wilson's going to be yeah. great, and you got Brees Hall. So, yeah. Jets are younger on offense. They have some weapons. They don't have a Devontae Adams or a Josh Jacobs, though, I would say. Yeah. 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 Yep. 
So okay, we'll all right, we'll, we'll see what happens. Okay, we'll uh we'll, closer to drafts. Every day is day closer to the draft. So, um, NBA. I, I don't know if we need to talk too much NBA. Hey, bravo to Dame Lillard, seventy-one points. That's great. Did he you guys, he played. Yeah. You guys see he got drug tested right after the game. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, I'll say this: like, I felt like NBA had a good weekend last weekend after we were dogging on them. Yeah, they uh, listened to the pod the before. Yeah, they like, had some good games. Yeah, like Clippers, Kings. Like, I stayed up. The game was like 175 to 176. Or Can something. imagine being on that under team. <laughs> the under, <laughs> the under Can lost being on like that the under? third. Dean, can you imagine looking at that before me? Like, this is gonna go under. God, I wouldn't did. be. Uh, uh, I was there. The I, under was the under. I was on the under. <laughs> oh my god! Bro, it was Dude. eighty to seventy-six, and I'm like, okay, like this game's in the third quarter. And then I looked at the score bug and realized that it was still in the second quarter. I'm like, god damn. That's kind of just like validates that Pete's Pete's standings at least on this show. That wasn't even maybe, a personal Maybe pick. just I, maybe Rick, just I, I told you this. A blind squirrel finding daily a wager, a little 5 p.m. Central daily wager. And one of the best bets of the night was the Kings Clippers under 238 and a half. I said, okay. I don't bet NBA ever. These guys know more than I know. Like, I'll, I'll take the under. After your disres- blatant disrespect for the NBA, that is pretty good karma, right, Dean? Yeah, I I love that. Westbrook's first game, take the under, and it hits by fucking 80 points. Oh, it hit by like Uh, 100. Yeah, 120. At the end of the game, it was 153 to like 153. Yeah, it was in regulation. In regulation, it missed by 70 points. Yeah. But uh, you'll you'll like this, Pete, is that – Paul George didn't play the second overtime because he hit his minutes restriction. Oh, God. Of course. <laughs> the old minutes restriction in the, yeah. in the heat of the NBA he playoffs. He had load run. management during yeah. the game. 20 yeah. games left. The, the Clippers are on the bubble. And let's just I kind of respect it. I kind of respect it. On our, on our best or second best player. Fantastic. Uh, I kind of respect it. Um, the MB shot, did you guys see that? The that was shot that didn't count. Yeah, I was watching that after the Purdue game. They Pretty asked wild. him about it. They asked about it. He's like, "Man, story of my life." Just like, uh, daily percent. dollar short. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was a pretty big comeback last night for for uh, yeah Lakers the Mavs over the Mavs and LeBron yeah. looks like he sounds said he heard a pop in his ankle and was limping after the game. Yeah, but you buying I, that? You buying that limp, Pete? I don't. I don't buy anything LeBron sells, but. I don't know. I'm sure he'll be sure. fine. I think the one thing to take out of that game, though, is LeBron was trying to prove to Kyrie that that's where he needs to be next year. Like, we're going to come yeah. back and win this game, show you that we're better than the Mavs. And I mean, he knows that. Kyrie knows I that. don't think LeBron's trying to prove anything to Kyrie. Yeah. And I don't think anything can be proven to Kyrie anyway. That's a good point. The guy's a nutcase. I mean, I'll say this: the Kyrie and Dallas is not off to a good start. They're one and three, and the one win was against a San Antonio team that's lost sixteen in a row. Bad, you guys, you guys hear what Jason Kidd said after the game? 
Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm watching just like you guys. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's like, like I don't know. You're coaching, Jason. God damn, dude. Man, accountability personified right there. Luca is like, I, and I was watching something this morning. They were saying that that was a, a cryptic message to Luca just being complaining about every single call to the refs. It just goes back to my, my take on the NBA. These guys, man, nothing's ever good enough. Yeah. The guy complains every single time he misses a shot. He complains that he got fouled. Every you could kind of honestly say that about you. You complain every time we talk about the NBA. I I, I want any correlation. No, no. Hey, Dean. I mean, Pete and Luca are both consistent in complaining. Well, All right, that's yeah. enough NBA talk. I at least we're in on the NBA. Um, well, I want to talk spring training real fast, and let's get to picks. I've sent I've sent a couple posts Yankees must have hired a new social media person because last year they're they're dry as paint you know just posting final scores and you know the home run gifts but this new person they hired is posting some stuff that I you know again if and everyone thinks I'm Yankee bias this just popped up on my feed and if any team was doing this could be the Cincinnati Reds the Royals the Pirates I would still make fun of them, but it happens to be the Yankees. Um, I don't know. A lot of teams do that, though, Rick. Yeah, but it. Yeah, but you have to have the right personalities, Pete. And this Yankee bunch, granted, they're good at baseball. They're not. They're not who I want to see like try to be funny. They're not trying to be funny. They ask them a question when they walk into the locker room and say, "What's your favorite?" But nobody cares. Well, then don't watch it. Well, that's my point. I like the foreign players' answer. I like their answers. But when when Judge was taking fucking like five minutes to answer what his favorite TV show is, I'm like, Aaron, <laughs> come on, man. We're not asking for a dissertation. We just we just want to know what TV show you like. Then they try up. to make it funny, like, oh, he's just like, yeah. Uh, uh. It's like, dude, what are we yeah. doing? What are we doing? I mean, I, I, I'll give him a break because it's spring training. Maybe they're just trying to test some things out. Um. <laughs> Garrett Cole saying house hunters was <laughs> Garrett Cole's favorite house. It's like Garrett Cole. Just wrap it up. We don't it's not, you know, I don't know. Pete's I know you're a little sick. But I'm gonna be on top of this. So if they're gonna post this stuff, like someone's gotta someone's gotta say something. It's just funny because I guarantee other teams are posting stuff, but you just don't fine, follow them. Pete, fine. I don't follow <laughs> the Yankees. It's under the for you tab under Twitter. Yeah, because you search the Yankees all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I did last year after they would lose. I would just read the comments. <laughs> was, oh, the four U tab. Yeah. <laughs> I was the biggest Yankee investor probably in Colorado. Fire boon. Anyway, Pete's Pete's not too interested in this one. I just it's just it's a stupid conversation. Dean. If we're gonna talk stupid? spring training, let's talk how Anthony Volpe's looked great. Jason Dominguez had a home run already. Like, let's talk prospects. I mean, Dean Astros, they they got a young pitcher coming up he was talking about earlier. Yeah, he gave up a home run today. <laughs> Tough start. Yeah. All right, real Matt, quick, the, pit, the, the pitch clock. I like yeah, it. Two, yeah, I kind of like it too. So I like it for watching games on TV because, I mean, the games get really fucking long. I'm not sure I'm going to like it when I go to games because you're going to, like, get up to get a drink, go to the bathroom, and I'll miss, like, a whole inning. Whereas maybe in the past, yeah. maybe you missed like half an inning. That's what I'm worried about because some of these games yeah. are ending in like two hours. 
Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of good. I, I think it's good for the game. I don't personally like it. I feel like I'm a baseball. Yeah, ba- to the pizza, way. No, you're a baseball purist. You don't like you don't like pimping home runs. You don't like. Yeah, I, I like I like the game. I like the pace of the game. I like the strategy. I like the the mental games the batters play with the pitchers and vice versa. But I think it's good for the game. I think once these guys get used to it, I just hope I hope in the playoffs it doesn't come into play where someone strikes out in the bottom yeah. of the ninth because the pitch like that's what I hope doesn't happen. I hope by then they're used to it. But I think for the pace of play, there'll be more more balls in play. I think the pitchers are going to I think it's there's going to be more pitches to hit just because they're be, they're feeling a little bit rushed. Um, the shift mm-hmm. is gone. Like I think it's good for the game. The baseball needed to do something to get people engaged, to get people yeah. watching again, and not you know be be taking naps between the the third and the fifth, and still got a, a half the game left to watch. You know, um, so yeah. I think it's good for the game. I don't know if I'm going to love it long term. I just I just hope it doesn't affect big playoff games. That's my big take from it. Okay. All right. Okay. Wonderful. All right, here we go. Let's go to picks. Pete, did we get updated standings? I did send them. I gotta do a little bit of scrolling. All right, here we go. Uh, Pete is twenty six eighteen and one. I am twenty two eighteen and one. Dean is twenty two twenty four and two. Pretty good week, sis. Collectively, we're pretty good. Went undefeated again. No big deal. Given I, mean, value I, I think I think minimum is three games to say that, Pete. So you went two and zero. Two and zero's. Two and zero. Two and zero's. Two and zero. All no, absolutely. All wins, no losses. All right. Who wants to start? I'll okay. start. All right. Okay, Dean. Go ahead. So I'm. Um, the lines are not out yet, but I'm looking at three games this Saturday. It's a big weekend in college basketball. First up, UCLA hosting Arizona. Uh, whatever the spread ends up coming out to, I'm taking UCLA in this game. This is going to be a revenge game for UCLA. Arizona beat them earlier in the year uh, in Tucson. Yeah. UCLA has already clinched the Pac-12 title. Um, UCLA has just been really solid in conference play for a they while now. Yep. And they're they're one of my teams to watch in Mar in March. There's a, a solid team. They have a good collection of talent, and you know I like Tiger Campbell running the show there. So UCLA over Arizona. Okay. In the Big Twelve, we have Kansas at Texas, and uh, I'm sticking with the revenge game for Texas. I haven't been sold on Kansas all year. I really kind of like uh, Texas's team. Texas at, at home. I think Texas takes care of business against Kansas. That a spread there. or a money line? But whenever the spread comes out, I'll, I'll, I'll take I'll take Texas on that. Um, and then last game, the game that no one's talking about, the top two teams in the ACC: Pittsburgh at Miami. Virginia's like we talked about Virginia earlier. They're not even first or second in their conference. Pitt is at Miami, ACC t- regular season title on the line. I'm taking Miami. That's going to be with spread. At home, Miami takes the ACC regular season title, and those are my three. So I'm taking three favorites. Uh, okay. Pete, did you get that down? Got it. All right. I am going to start off with the San Diego 
State versus Boise State game. Tuesday night basketball. That's- I'm taking San Diego State money line. Uh, I'm not sure what the line is going to be. I think it's going to be close to a pick em, a couple points either way. So I'm just going to take San Diego State money line. Um, they are on the road at Boise State. They also beat Boise State earlier this month by 20 points. Yeah. I think they uh, they come into Boise and, and take care of business. Second pick uh, tomorrow night as well, Tuesday night, Preds money line versus the Penguins. Uh, Penguins at minus 125 right now. Preds just traded away, you know, one of their best players last night, Tanner Janot, to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, I think they're going to come out and have something to prove at home. Um, Preds money line, and then my last pick. I agree with I agree with Dean on this one for Saturday's game. The UCLA uh, don't know what the spread is yet, but UCLA on Saturday um, going to be pick number three. Preds. Go Preds. Go Preds, yeah. Just bet them until they win. No, I, I mean, they're in total rebuild mode potentially right now. But yeah. young guys, young guys going to come out hot. First game after, you know, big, big trade and big haul. So we'll see what happens. Okay. All right. I like it. All right, here we go, boys. Um, this is going to be three quick and easy picks. I'm actually contemplating a parlay with all these. Um, so let me tell you the picks and let me let me figure out by the end if I want to parlay them. Okay. Nice and easy. Bruins are on historic pace. Their total for the year for points, the the, the points total over under was 96. And there's about like 30% left in the season, and they're at 95 points playing the Edmonton Oilers on the road tonight. So they have a chance to um hit that with 30%. It's essentially like hitting an over under you know, the mid third quarter. So that's a good feeling. So I'm going to take Bruins money line minus 130. Colorado Avalanche uh, struggled halfway, you know, mid to halfway through the season. They're on a hot streak right now. They're playing the Golden Knights who are another good team. Um, Colorado is minus 135. I'm going to take that tonight. Dean, are we, are we, are we doing picks tonight? Well, yeah. you, you just did too. So I know why did yeah. I, I was just thinking if Dean's going to get the pot out, but yeah. Um, Okay, and then the last one is going to be tonight as well. Celtics Knicks, always uh, a fun game to watch in the garden. Celtics. Which, which garden? Well, I, I was hoping you would tell about my accent. The garden, not the garden. Oh, so it's in Boston. No, it's New York. <laughs> Yo, your 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 New York accent sounds like a Boston accent. The garden. It pretty bad. I don't know if I have yeah. different dialects. Derelicts of that, but derelicts. I think we just confirmed that there's one garden and it's not in Boston. No, it's in Pete. I'm not gonna, you're not gonna catch me with that. It's in the garden, Madison <laughs> Square, Madison's Garden. Uh, so I was reminds to an F, they're hot too. I mean, all of Boston, we, I mean, we're at least, I guarantee you this, right? February 27th, 1237. The Celtics. Or and or the Celtics and or, or I'm sorry, excuse me, let me reverse that. The Bruins and or Celtics are going to win a championship. Well, put on the record, which one? Dean, the Celtics. The, I think the Bruins are guaranteed. Celtics <laughs> not guaranteed. All right, Bruins guaranteed Stanley Cup champs. I'm writing Great. that down in my notebook. Bruins a lock? 
I mean, yeah, they are. I, I'm just going to say it. Good. This episode's gone on too long. Uh, all right, here we go. I'm gonna let's parlay it. Let's call it the are Rick. We're gonna do an individual and a parlay. Yep, we're gonna do so technically four picks. All right. Celtics money or Celtics minus two and a half. Bruins money line. Avs money line. Bang! I don't like bring bang. I don't think you've ever gone undefeated in your pick. So this would be this would be something else. You're not like me, dude. You're not used to going undefeated like me. Minimum three picks to to qualify. Okay, there we have it, boys. What a show. <laughs> he wanted to say it so bad. <laughs> he wanted to say it. Hey, Rick, was that, a good, was that a good one? Was that a good you one? T- you tell me. Everyone's a good one. Like every, time wanna... we're to- every, every time we're together, it's a good one. I agree. Yeah. I just want to shout out all our loyal listeners. A couple of loyal listeners. We had a a nice message from Pete's brother-in-law. Pete's favorite brother-in-law. Mr. Jeff Bayless. Jeff Bayless, shout out. Shout out to the Baylesses. Dean, you want to give any shout outs? Pete, any shout outs? I feel like we don't give enough shout outs. Shout out, Mitch. Shout out, Mitch. Shout, Just, out, Mitch. shout out to all the listeners that, that make it through this podcast in its entirety every week. Shout out to those guys. Shout out, shout out to Big Rig Nation. Shout out to Big Rig Nation, Pete. Come on. Well, that's it. That's all we got for today, boys. It's going to be a good show. A lot coming up. Draft. We got playoffs. We got spring training. And we got March Madness, boys. So, as always, thank you for listening. We are the Big Rigs. You all are Big Rig Nation. We will see you all later. Peace.